0: Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon.
1: And together, we're a couple of twenty-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing.
0: So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So this week, we are talking all about raising an interracial baby. I asked you guys a couple weeks ago what you guys wanted to hear about, and this comment made by my friend Cicely actually got the most likes on uh, that Instagram post. So we are diving into it. Obviously, this is something that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. You being white, European, me being Asian, Vietnamese, I guess. With cultural,
1: <laughs> cultural differences.
0: Yeah, we have cultural differences, racial differences, um... I mean, even like me growing up American and you being Canadian, you know, mm-hmm. like those are different too, but obviously that's not not that's as not drastic. Well, that's not like that's not what makes up a mixed race baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's just cultural difference. That just makes but... a dual citizen. Yeah, that makes <laughs> a dual citizen. But um, yeah, I mean it's something that we've thought about, something that we've talked about, and it's it's a loaded one, you know, yeah. because like this is this is Blue's whole identity. This is gonna be what he struggles to understand for a really big chunk if not all of his life you Mm -hmm. know like even thinking about identity from my own perspective before we kind of dive in in, into what I guess it might be like for him or how we want to approach it with him like from our own perspective growing up Vietnamese American it was hard you know like Mm -hmm. those are two dual identities and Even though I am made up racially by one race, I'm just fully Vietnamese. Like there's, you know, some Chinese, maybe some Cambodian back there, but I'm both of my parents identify as Vietnamese. And so growing up, even like there's so much that you're constantly battling with. And even today, like sometimes I constantly feel like, am I Vietnamese enough? You know, like it sucks for me that I don't know the language That, Mm. like, my competency (laughs) as far as Vietnamese is like probably a three year old. You know, it's like I know (laughs) di tam, ang, gum. Like, I know like really basic words that my mom would say. You can order food
1: at a restaurant. Yeah, like
0: I can order food and I can, you know, I can teach Blue. Like, I can say all those things. I can tell him to go take a bath. I can tell him to eat rice. You know, like I can tell him all those basic things, but that's as far as it really goes because. For my parents it wasn't it's not that they ever like framed it as like you should be proud of or you should be ashamed of your identity like i think they did want me to be proud of myself as a vietnamese person but it was more of like we want you to be proud and less of like actually implementing it in ways Mm -hmm. so like the language wasn't really drilled into us Um, it was more important for us to, like, excel at English and, like, not speak with an accent and things like that. And so, yeah, like, we didn't retain the language, and it's not my parents' fault. You know, we didn't want to learn it either, but I feel like I wish that they had, like, pushed through a little bit more and, like, kind of forced us to learn the language because I would be a lot... I don't know. I, I would just, like, I would like to speak the language, and I would like to pass that down because... To me, I feel like culture is passed down through language, through food, um, through family. You yeah. know, and I can make some Vietnamese—not even really. I don't. I don't really make Vietnamese food now. Yeah. You know, like my mom has all of that in her head, and I need to. I constantly say that I need to learn all the recipes from her, but they're all in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have them, and yeah i definitely do struggle with my own identity so i can only i can barely begin to imagine what it's yeah. like to grow up mixed race and for blue it's you know vietnamese serbian american canadian like what does that look like like yeah. that's a lot that's a lot of conflicting identities
1: it's really it's really difficult for us to know what that's really like like we can only assume yeah and that's like yeah even for me i say i would have a similar experience where like am I Serbian enough? Because when I do go back home, I, I do always feel kind of like, you know, the outsider, they still call me, oh, the Canadian. You know what I mean? Like I'm always yeah. the Canadian when I'm there. But even though I do speak the language fluently, um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting in that sense where even though we come from a certain race, but like because where we grew up, completely like it is hard for us to even find that sense of belonging so i can imagine that it's even harder when you're mixed and you're torn between not torn but you're you're not necessarily belonging to either or yeah. you know what i mean you're kind well, it of also your own depends thing. on
0: it i mean it depends on so many different things it's It's not only how you feel about yourself, but it's also public perception. So, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, as Blue is right now, like, obviously he's going to look so different and sometimes he's going to look more like me and more like you um, and therefore more Asian or more white. Like, we don't really know what he's going to look like. Yeah. And so if he kind of keeps on the same trajectory that he's on right now, then he looks much more white. And so his identity and the way that people perceive him is going to be very much white passing so that when he tells people, Hey, I'm actually Serbian Vietnamese, it will probably be met with like, no, like what really? Like?" And it's kind of downplaying like that other side of your identity, you mm-hmm. know, like, or if he looks more Asian in the future, then people would like maybe wouldn't believe that he's Serbian, you know? And I feel like it, it's always hard because it's not just trying to figure out who you are, but it's also constantly being told by other people what you are Mm. and i think it's like hard to really like tune that out because even for me like when i went to university and i was surrounded by a lot more vietnamese people because i joined like the vietnamese student society and i really wanted that like i wanted to be more immersed in my culture kind of like be around more people that you know share a similar um cultural or ancestral background Mm -hmm. and i was met with a lot of like oh but you're very like whitewashed you're very like you're not not really Vietnamese you know yeah or like like my name is Nina you know and I have a middle name that's Vietnamese but uh, like my given first name is not a Vietnamese one and so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I constantly constantly struggled with not being Vietnamese enough and then on top of that people telling you that you're not Vietnamese enough and so like I yeah I I can imagine that We also have friends that... We have a lot of friends, actually, that are white and Asian mixed. No one that's specifically Vietnamese and Serbian. But we do have a lot of friends. Most of them are female. And we actually asked one of them what her experience was like um, growing Growing up mixed race. And she was saying that your whole life, you're, you're categorized as white if it's convenient for them. And you're categorized as Asian if it's convenient for them. And so for it's never yeah, for other people. Yeah. So it's you know, sometimes it's like, oh no, you're like us mm-hmm. depending on or like you're like them, depending on whatever is most convenient. And I, I think know, that's yeah, time. I like I think that's what's complicated about having really fluid identities is that it's it's whatever is most convenient to other people and mm-hmm. like who gets to dictate what it is that you are and I think that that is the struggle for a lot of mixed-race people is finding a sense of belonging but also constantly being met with people that feel as if they're the gatekeepers to identity you know mm-hmm. like who has the right to tell you that you aren't this enough or not that enough and I think that's like a really long struggle and for some people a lifelong battle to like deal with those two conflicting things or like just having people tell you constantly Mm -hmm. or like seeking validation from other people i think it's like really hard so it's
1: difficult when you yeah when you go down that route because it's really hard to ever get that validation because yeah well
0: that's the thing you never will like everyone's gonna feel a certain way about you and your existence you know like it's also in vancouver or in san francisco like people are pretty much very accepting of mixed race people in my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there might be prejudices or assumptions that we've kind of just talked about, about them, but there are still places in the world and in America and probably in Canada where it's a lot less accepted, where it's kind of looked at as like, why, Mm -hmm. you know? And that is something that he's also going to have to deal with that we'll, we'll never understand. Like we can get on board with like, yes like understanding your identity but we will never really understand what it's like for them or for him them if we have multiple children (laughs)
1: yeah it's a difficult one it's like how do we necessarily approach it like i think we we talk about it a lot and i think the way that we want to approach it is just to constantly like stay educated and and listen to our children our child listen to our child's point of view and and like be able to listen to them because it is something that just we we won't understand we don't understand do you know yeah. what I mean? So- but I
0: think it's also like I think in the like as they grow older you listen to them but I think when they're really young like what we know is that children starting from the age of i mean honestly even before three like now at blue's age being like four months like he can notice differences in like skin color in features things like that Mm -hmm. um and that's like very apparent like by by the time they're three and so for a lot of people that feel like they don't want to talk about race with their children or identify differences or just point them out as what they are like i feel like that's a huge disservice to young children because especially if you have a biracial or, like, mixed-race baby because you're just erasing their identity. If you're, Mm. you know, like, for people that want to say that they raise their kids colorblind, like, that's a huge disservice because all you're doing is saying you don't really exist. I don't see you. Like, I don't see color. Therefore, you don't exist. You know, like, your struggles, everything that you will be confronted with, doesn't exist i don't see it
1: yeah i think it's definitely important to you know teach him about his cultures and make sure that he can embrace that as well
0: yeah i mean that's the thing is that like i was talking about language before and i think that's a huge one um and as it is right now he will learn serbian because because
1: i know it because you know and it my parents and your parents are here <clears>
0: and he will grow up in closer proximity to your family your whole side of the family and I currently don't have anybody. I have no family here. And so the only...
1: And COVID has blocked off the border, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we don't know what the future is going to be like. I don't know if it's going to be increasingly more difficult for me to see my parents and to just see my family in general. So as of right now, I am the only culture. I'm the only tie to ancestry. I'm only the only tie to culture that he has. And it honestly makes me very sad. And I think a lot of it that I've kind of mentioned does have to do with my own relationship to my identity yeah. and it, it just makes me sad that like i was expecting that my parents would teach him the language that like he would at least be surrounded by the food that i grew up with but he won't even have that because even if covid clears up and even if we're able to travel like we still don't live in san francisco we don't live with my family and so like he will only see them once maybe twice a year and in my opinion i don't know if that's enough to have a solid understanding of what his Vietnamese side is you know how do you,
1: how do you feel about potentially having him go to like a class or a school to teach him Vietnamese language and yeah stuff like I that? mean
0: like I know that I've do you thought, think that would be
1: weird because in the same time you don't necessarily yeah. understand it so
0: yeah I thought about that because like I remember when I was in UBC I was applying for jobs and I found a bunch of like au pair jobs or like nanny jobs and they all wanted you to be bilingual and mm-hmm. I mean no no one really wanted their child to learn Vietnamese because I don't know how useful it is but pretty much everyone either wanted Mandarin as number one yeah. or um Spanish or French and so yeah like I was like oh my god that actually would be so cool because I grew up with a girl actually I knew her in high school and she is white to my understanding but her nanny growing up was Sp- uh, spanish speaking so she's like completely fluent in spanish and i'm like that's the coolest thing ever so i it always thought adds that to
1: your cool factor yeah and, you, and like, i always thought that like maybe
0: languages. maybe i would do that one day like with my yeah. child like get them a nanny that teaches them another language but then i realized that if they learn Vietnamese, it's amazing because they'll have that connection to that part of themselves, but I wouldn't even be able to communicate with them. Mm. And I've tried many times and maybe I just never took it seriously enough, but also like... It's
1: never too there late. Is, no, okay. So, <laughs> so the
0: thing is, the thing is, um, I've tried many times to like download like apps and things that will teach you Vietnamese. Like or, on your
1: phone?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. on, like on my phone. I've downloaded them and I've tried to do them. Um, but normally the apps that do exist is vietnamese with a northern accent because that's kind of the dominant dialect i guess that came out of vietnam yeah. um just post-war and my parents are both from the south and even though a lot of the words are similar the accent is just quite different and sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for me to understand because it's a very it's a very different accent from like it's kind of to me i feel like the equivalent. Of growing up in the States and knowing American sounding English and then trying to learn English from like Scotland. Like it's the same words, it just sounds very different to me. Mm-hmm. um And so I have tried, but I also am just like, am I gonna even be learning the same language that I can even speak to my parents? My par- yeah. You know? So, like, I and it, maybe these are just excuses, but every single time that I'm confronted with these things, like, I just get more and more like beaten down Mm. on like you know what like what's the point so yeah yeah, like i I feel like
1: sorry i was gonna that actually reminds me of um when i was in serbia like a lot of the channels there was like croatian channels and then like i wanted to learn more like fluency in regards like having like conversation with friends and stuff and a lot of the words that i did learn was like croatian words Mm -hmm. and you know using that outside while i'm in serbia and then not really even realizing that those certain words are Croatian words. And then some people could be like, uh, why are you using like Croatian words? You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm just learning that off of TV. So yeah. that's like the thing where it's like, you know, the app was popularized like the Northern Vietnamese language. Yeah. And like, you don't even realize what the differences may be. And like, that was me with like, cause like Croatian and Serbian essentially is like the same language, but then there's certain like, I guess like slangs or different words that yeah. just like, you know, it's still understood, but it's just like used by those cultures yeah. exclusively so well
0: that's the thing is that like for both of our cultures and the difference in language it's so political.
1: Yeah. You know, like that's it's the thing, yeah.
0: and I, I think this is actually so funny, like so in I feel, I feel like I was actually about to say this earlier and I don't even remember if I actually did say it but in my most recent Instagram post um, I was like doing like our baby photos mm-hmm. and I was like who does blue look more like and then one of the hashtags I used was Serbo Vietnamese baby and I like clicked on the hashtag to see if anybody else like and I searched I like searched for "Servo Vietnamese anything and nothing showed up um, so, I mean, I'm sure there has to be at least one other person in the world that's Serbian Vietnamese and they're just know. not he on Instagram. He might be the only
1: one. But
0: yeah, I don't know. It's possible. But, but it's interesting because I'm like, yeah, just thinking about the two of us coming together and the kind of different histories that are, our cultures or I guess our countries have had with like communism, like they're mm-hmm. so different that I can see why it had never happened before it's hilarious
1: Um, that that was our first conversation on our first date too was about communism
0: yeah because uh like former yugoslavia was i mean it was a socialist it's called it was called communism but it was really socialist yeah and vietnam was and still is technically a communist country um but my parents being from the south really don't don't like communism and so dan's tried to talk to my dad about it and i was like no, no no no, hot topic stop avoid <laughs> abort 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 so yeah i mean i feel like i just i yeah i feel like it's so politically tied language yeah. and like our cultures and things like that and i don't even know if that's something that blue would ever have to deal with it's something Mm -hmm. that we've talked about and we're kind of like oh yes we just have different countries that have experiences (laughs) with it but okay but yeah i I don't know what it's going to be like to kind of meld the two to really meld the two cultures together i think
1: i think it'll be really fun to start to if he's if he is genuinely curious about the history of our countries like i'm quite like quite excited to teach him about Yeah, well
0: Dayon's like taught history. me so much about you're like really gassed on history. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was like a there was like a night too where I like wanted to do so much uh research on Vietnam because I just like there's a lot that I just don't know about. But that's it.
0: the thing is that like you have to understand, this is getting really off topic, but you do have to understand that history is yeah. written by the victors. Yeah. And where are you getting your sources? You know, if you want to learn about America and you're watching American documentaries, what documentaries are you watching? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because there's no such thing as, like, unbiased history. There, There isn't. Because it's written by somebody. And what perspective is that? You know, like if I want to learn about Yugoslavia and all I learned was from the context of Croatian and Bosnian people in the war, I may not understand a perspective from Serbia. Mm -hmm. And so then I, you know, like, so I think that,
1: or if you look at America's, um, if you look at an American uh, perspective. Yeah.
0: So like with, with anything, you know, Mm -hmm. any country you have to wonder, like, are you getting the source from the people or are you getting the source from somebody on the outside looking in? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just try to look. I just try to look at all the facts.
1: But anyways,
0: (laughs) but what are facts? That's what I'm trying to get at. There's no such thing as fact. Like there's always two sides of the story. It's like even if we get into an argument, and we both because it's tied to emotion, it's tied to, you know, do you even have like? But it's also like, do you have the best memory? Do you have a reliable memory? People do not. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's just we're really (laughs) off topic now.
1: (laughs) All right, let's Um, talk about raising a biracial baby (laughs) that is what the topic is
0: yeah i just want to circle back to like what we were talking about earlier about other people's perception of you because it's really really powerful especially as like a young person um even like pre-puberty pre your angsty teen years you know like as a young child you believe what it is that other people perceive you to be you know, you're building your whole world, your whole sense of, even if we took race out of it, you know, you're building a sense of who am I based off of what people are telling about, telling you about yourself. And so I think that's where I sometimes do worry. And I don't even know if this is like a fair thing to worry, but I do worry that if he is very white passing, he'll grow up thinking that he's just Serbian, that he's just white. And based like, on
1: like the grandparents taking care of him and stuff and stuff
0: no or? it's 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 that it's him growing up in proximity such close proximity to your culture and your language but also Looking if he yeah if he looks very white then you know people won't perceive him as being asian or like they they might but just white passing enough that they would still i don't know treat him accordingly or talk to him in a certain way you know like he's not gonna get I mean, he probably still will because he probably will look a bit ambiguous. But, you know, like, people constantly asking you, like, where are you from? Like, things like that. Like, being fetishized as an Asian person or, like, constantly seen as, like, exotic or pretty for an Asian. Like, all of those, like, stupid things that you have to deal with. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's, on. It's like, a, a double-edged sword, if you will.
1: Not a, not, a knife with, <laughs> a, not a knife with two swords. A knife with two
0: swords, <laughs> if you will. Um, where it's, like, I don't want him to, you know, have to struggle ever, you know? You don't mm-hmm. want that for your kids. You don't want them to hurt. You don't want them to feel embarrassed. But it's also, like, I don't want him... I don't want that side of him to be erased. And maybe this is, like, my ego, but it's also, it feels like if that side of him is erased or if people don't see him as a half-Vietnamese person, then it's like, I don't exist,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know? And maybe... Yeah, maybe that is just something that I need to work out for myself. And I'm young and I, I don't know. I'm still working on all of these things. But, but that's
1: completely fair. And we even took that into account with naming him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has he has a Serbian last name.
1: Yeah, he does so... have
0: a Vietnamese middle name. But I mean, no one really knows your middle name unless you're like intimate.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, with his first name too, we kind of... We didn't have it tied to any yeah race like he's not it's not a serbian name it's not a vietnamese name it's just That's kind like of- we've
0: also talked about um <laughs> like if we were to get married and like the potential possibility of me changing my last name and i was like hell to the fuck no because (laughs) i'm not gonna be nina stonich who is that serbian woman
1: (laughs) yeah nina is a very common serbian name too so yeah yeah, if anyone saw it just written down they would just automatically assume you were serbian
0: yeah it'd be so weird i I would have a massive identity crisis but also just like my mom never changed her maiden name it's not a very common thing to my understanding Mm -hmm. um with the people that i knew growing up growing up and so um yeah I on that topic I won't be changing my last name if we ever do get married and we're okay with that we used to argue about that quite a bit but yeah I think like I try really hard I like it was
1: only important to my ego and then I realized like yeah it's not it's it's very unfair to you yeah I like built
0: a whole life a whole identity as Nina Quinn you know so yeah like I cling to anything that ties me to my identity in my culture yeah and i think that's why and i don't I, want
1: you to lose that and i don't yeah. want our child to lose that as well i want them to know like both sides you know yeah. what I mean? so
0: yeah so yeah i all i wanted to really say about this segment was just that it is it is important how people do perceive mm-hmm. your child and that's why i do think it's important when you're at home because like, you can't you can't control what other people will say to him or how they'll treat him You know, but you can control the way that you have him understand his race, his identity. And I think being able to talk about it and like show him that it's amazing that he he can grow up with two cultures, two Mm -hmm. languages, um, that that's like that's so cool. You know, like it's honestly amazing. And I mean, I'm so proud to be a Vietnamese person and all that comes with it. And I hope that I can share that with him and have him understand that. You know, people might ask you things because either they're afraid, they don't understand. It might come from a place of, like, malice or it might just come from a place of curiosity. Um, And it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day where it comes from. But I think for him to understand and be confident in who he is and not needing to seek that approval from other people or no matter what reactions you're met with, when you do disclose what your identity is, that you don't let that phase what it is you know to be true about yourself mm-hmm. i think he just really needs a very strong understanding of self so that yeah when people come at him then it's not enough to sway him
1: yeah because like, like offend him really in any way
0: yeah because i i don't know that i i personally even had a very strong sense of self because i didn't really have anybody to guide me like obviously we both have i mean kind of similar experiences with this where both of our sets of parents came from serbia and vietnam and so we grew up with parents that had pretty strong senses of self Mm -hmm. you know like for my parents they're vietnamese people that grew up in vietnam and then they came to america and then became american so you know they probably are dealing with that struggle but it's much more pronounced when you're a child that is growing up within American culture, but also with parents that are not from there. Because you have, you know, like, the difference in accents, in language, in culture, and it's so stark. And, like, that's another thing that is going to be so different between our experience growing up with our parents versus his experience growing up Very true. with us. Because we are culturally American-Canadian, yeah. and so there are a lot of ways in which we may understand him better... Then our parents understood us mm-hmm. because I can't imagine what it would be like for us to move to say, um, I don't know, South Africa, you know, and then grow like he's being raised as a South African Vietnamese serving person, and, and we're we don't just know, completely different. yeah, and yeah. we don't know because we're culturally not South African,
1: yeah, you know,
0: so like that's that's another I guess generational difference that we may connect with better. I don't know. It's just so different. I think our, our relationship with Blue is going to be quite different from our relationship to our parents growing up also. Cause we're like young and hip and cool, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that too. right? No shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's just like, it's just like going with the flow and like being able to just like be, uh, be like, you know, be able to adapt and try and understand him and yeah. everything that he's going through. And I
0: think just like open dialogue. Exactly. It's a safe space. You know, and, like, we're not going to understand everything. And I don't think that we should try to. I don't think that it's helpful, you know, when you're going through something. People are like, yeah, like, I know how you feel when you clearly fucking don't. (laughs) So I don't think
1: it's... There's going to be certain things that, like, he'll want to turn to either me or turn to you for. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, like, for, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that I won't understand. And there's going to be a lot of things that you won't understand. But, like, he'll turn to one or the other parent. And it's very important for us not to, like, you know put our ego in the way like like, that's
0: the thing is that kids will always have favorites but outside of that like i think it's very fair that as a biracial mixed race person that one day or one week you might feel closer to one identity and the next week you might not and that's just a mm -hmm. whole lifelong battle or not even a battle that's just a lifelong state of being and i think that yeah it definitely should not be tied to ego or um for me like the thing is like i want him to understand where he came from and where his ancestors came from, but I can't control whether or not he identifies more culturally with being Serbian or being Vietnamese. And, like, I shouldn't allow my feelings about my own identity conflict with his journey to finding his own identity. Yeah. You know, like, I want him... I think where I was saying before that, like, that it feels selfish or, like, that I want him to, um, yeah, like, I guess understand being vietnamese it's not about choosing that over being serbian or like identifying with it more it's just being presented with all of the cards and being able Mm -hmm. to make a decision from there like i want him to have as much exposure to his vietnamese culture as his serbian culture and i'm just gonna have to work extra hard because i'm really the only fucking ambassador here for (laughs) it
1: No, you have your parents, too.
0: I mean, I do, but they're not... It's very different. It's very different being raised around. Like, I remember, like, being raised around... But I got you,
1: too. I I fuck with, you know, Vietnamese stuff, you know. I'll be there. I'll be there to, like, (laughs) you know, have them understand. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, but it's more than just... It's more than just food, you know? Like, it's... Yeah.
1: It's... I mean, also, we have to consider, like, his willingness to want to learn, you know, and when he's willing to, because... Yeah, you can't, like, force any of that stuff down his throat, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't, like, sit down, let me teach you about Serbian history, you know what I mean? Like, You can try, to, you can try, but he may just
0: walk away, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, and we just have to, like, not, not take offense as well. He's gonna just be straight and, up
0: Canadian. And,
1: yeah, he could just be, like, and that's the thing, too, like, from, like, how I am compared to my parents, like, yeah, like, I embrace the Serbian culture, but in the same time, I definitely, like, indulge myself in you know, just like who I see myself and who I want to become, do you know what I mean? And it wasn't like, you know, some people go a different route, like, you know, my brother really loves listening to Serbian music, and like, really sticking to the roots, you know, as much as possible, whereas I saw it for what it was, I appreciated it, it is a part of me, but in the same time, I kind of became my own, you know, I I kind of went my own route, and it wasn't like, tied to you know this is this is me i i should be serving i should be belonging to the serving community i felt like i you know i didn't want to go that route i just wanted to be you know open i think that's another another good approach that i think we can teach blue where it's like he doesn't have to necessarily be tied to you know am i going to be a vietnamese like person or am i going to be a serving person or do i try and embrace both in the same time you definitely I think-
0: should not choose one or the other because that's not reality the yeah. reality is he's both <laughs>
1: Yeah, but as I think some people try to but yeah. like find that sense of belonging. Like, oh, like I found this community yeah. of Serbian people, and I want to be there. I found this community of Vietnamese people, and I want to like just stick to that. I think it's important for him to just do what what feels right for him, and not it doesn't necessarily have to be tied to any of those yeah. cultures. You know what I mean? He can go any He'll which direction. he will
0: probably find a crew of just mixed race kids. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but
1: that's what I'm saying. Like when it comes to me and you as well, like we are. You know, I'm culturally Serbian, and you're culturally. Vietnamese, but like we're we're also you know our own like thing. We're not, you know, if if I go back to Serbia, I'm not necessarily like you know a typical Serbian that blends in. I will never be Vietnamese
0: enough. Yeah, and we're not mixed, but like we're we're still technically not that. that, Yeah, now that I think of it, like I remember, like growing up, I always just said that I was Vietnamese. Like I never said I was Vietnamese American or anything like that because growing up in America, I just felt so different that I was, like, I am Vietnamese, I'm not like all these other people that identify themselves as American, and so that was just how I I'd identified myself, and then it wasn't until I went to UBC, and went to college, and people would ask me, you know, because like, I was in a jumpstart program, so it's, like, all the international kids, like, you come, like, two weeks early for school before school, and you, like, meet each other and, like, get acquainted with, like, Canada, and so everyone's asking, like, where are you from? And I would be, like, Oh, like I'm Vietnamese, and they're like, "Oh my God, like you're from Vietnam," and I'm like, "No, I'm I'm ai am American, I'm American." Yeah, <laughs> but
1: yeah. it's like it's such a difference. It was right? so yeah.
0: different, like it was so weird to me. Like, and that was the first time in my life where I really claimed America, you know, and I'd never done that before. But it wasn't until I really had, you know, I even met people that were actually from Vietnam mm-hmm. that I was like, "Oh, we are very different culturally. Like, I am very, very, very culturally American," and that's when I started to. Actually identify as Vietnamese American and then now Vietnamese American Canadian, but Yeah, it's it's really interesting just how identity works and you would yeah. think that you know by the time you're 20 That are at least at that age. I thought that by the time I was 20 I would have had it figured out by then, but you like it still oh, it throws you a curveball. Yeah And like mm-hmm. even now, you know, like now I sit a lot better in my own identity, but There are still times where I'm like, oh like, you know, you gotta you gotta learn the language So that you can be more Vietnamese. But that's the thing is that I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I am what I am. And being Vietnamese American Canadian is whatever I decide to make it. And it would just be awesome if I knew the language. But
1: But how much it's not does that how much does that even really benefit us? Because like even me knowing Serbian, like how much does it really benefit me? No, it's
0: dope. It's dope to be bilingual or trilingual. It, <laughs> well,
1: it just is. because like it's It you is know, cool, but then like even me, like when I when I would like be at school and people are like, Oh, you're Serbian, like, like can you speak it? Can you say something? And then you get that really pressure that. of like, what like, am I gonna say right now? But it's like, not
0: that B, it's the fact that you don't realize that you understand tv you understand the news we can go to serbia and you can communicate with the people there mm-hmm. you can read all of the signs like there's just there, is so, like, is, there is so much that is tied to language but there's so much yeah. that is tied to language and i don't think that it would be like i think that if we travel to vietnam together it would it would be a very stark difference when I you realize no, how we travel with you to serbia versus we travel with me to vietnam like language is in my personal opinion everything you know if you think about Mm -hmm. oral histories like history is passed down through people through language and language is very very important
1: yeah i can see that now like Like, once you wipe out if i was in serbia and i didn't know how to speak serbian it would have been yeah it would have been tough it would have definitely hit me in a certain way
0: yeah so it's just like i mean language is very very important so um yeah who knows maybe one day maybe one day we'll do like a vietnamese tag and i'll actually be able to say more than i'm gum but who knows
1: (laughs) yeah i just feel like personally there's not much benefit for having this language here in canada
0: but that's because you're thinking about benefit in terms of like i don't know getting a job or you know but like i'm it's talking not something about you connection on, to yeah, yeah. your ancestors connection to your culture to your parents to your, gra- to your roots and to your stuff. grandparents be the fact that you can communicate with your grandma and i couldn't talk to my grandparents i straight up don't know yeah. anything about them i don't even know their first name yeah that's that's, that's the perspective that's I look at. yeah i just hard meant hard like it's outside not outside of your privilege yeah, but- yeah i
1: just <laughs> meant like it's something that isn't necessarily like wouldn't add to your resume do you know what i mean like, yeah but
0: that's not what i'm talking about that's not what but important. also if you yeah.
1: think about if you think about blue's life there's not anyone that he wouldn't be able to speak to in english do you know what i mean like in regards to family
0: yeah now
1: now but exactly like he can speak but to his he, grandparents yeah he english. can
0: speak to his grandparents because we've gone down generations enough <laughs>
1: exactly that like the but english it is still nice is... i do i do understand yeah. that for sure because yeah. like yeah even even for me like if something as little as like You know when I when I hear the Serbian language when we go for walks and in English Bay there is a pretty large Serbian diaspora but like yeah when I hear it then I start communicating to them in Serbian and it is kind of nice like it's kind of like whoa like throws you off guard and you're able to speak you know you're able to speak a language that's yeah I try to
0: do that when I'm like at the nail salon or at the Vietnamese restaurant and then they're like oh you're Vietnamese and I'm like yeah but I don't understand they're like oh okay
1: it's hard to like hold or like I can't speak it
0: actually I can understand it I can understand way more but I can't speak because they're Mm -hmm. two very different skills. Um
1: yeah, but, they definitely are.
0: But yeah. So I guess the last thing that we can talk about that we didn't touch on yet is traditions. Um and I guess like surprise surprise, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know a ton of Vietnamese traditions. Like I've tried to ask my mom like Oh, like if I was gonna get married, then what? What like what should I do? Or like what are the traditions? She's like, oh, just everyone does American wedding now. So and I was like, what the hell? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to put some culture in there, but it's just. I mean, that's what happens when your parents are the gatekeepers, and it really depends on whether or not your parents be trying to preserve the yeah, tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I I think the closest that I felt to tradition would probably be like Vietnamese New Year, which mm-hmm. like. That is just like huge in Vietnam, and also like growing up um, in Tenderloin. Like the Tenderloin was kind of basically little Saigon, and they would like close off the streets, and there would be like music and like vendors and food and stuff like that. So um, I know that I know for sure that I do want Blue to like dress up in his little Al Yai. Mm-hmm and it would be so cute and honestly i remember so seeing cute. your
1: lookbook with your cousin that was yeah. so cute
0: yeah so it's like i want him to have like the traditional dress and like celebrate like lunar new year and stuff but other than that i don't really know any other traditions like we don't have like quinceañeras or like coming of age things yeah. that i know of like i didn't have any of those to me it was really just lunar new yeah, year yeah
1: i don't know if i really him to do any traditional serbian stuff because i just remember how like rough that was for me growing up like i didn't want to do them like the dance moves and like folklore and like all that stuff. Like I, I wasn't into it. And that, I don't want to force that. Is that, that like
0: them. a is it like a celebration thing or is it just like a you just learn about folklore?
1: Well you have you have folklore dance which you can take at the oh, community okay. center. And that was something that my parents never really forced on me, but they would always be like, Come watch like them perform and stuff and it would be like kids my age who like yeah. you know, signed up for it or like actually got forced by their parents. And like yeah, I just never really was like interested in wanting to see it. And then also, whenever you go to like a wedding or like a celebration, you'll do like those type of they call it the dances cola. And I like just hated participating in it because like basically you just like jump around. I mean, there's like a certain footwork to it, but like yeah. I just like didn't like it. But would you like give it. Lou the
0: opportunity? Would you present him with it without being like this? It's lame, though.
1: Would, would I pre- present him with the opportunity? See, that's I the think thing. You should. I feel. I feel like. That is something that he'll probably do with the grandparents and not necessarily with me.
0: I don't know. I feel like... Because I, I personally that you still should, don't enjoy it. Yeah, but you don't enjoy it. But what if he enjoys it? You should still give him the... Opp- In my opinion, you should give him the opportunity... And, like, I've realized, actually, now that I didn't answer your question earlier, where you said, would I put him, like, into a school or something? Yeah. Um, I actually did have some friends that went to a Vietnamese school. They do know Vietnamese now, to this day. So, I would probably give him the option to, and unless he really hated it, you know, yeah. which me and my brother, like, really hated it. So, like, I think we only went once or something, and it also cost money, so then my mom was like, Ah, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think I would probably want him to go, because i i want him to have the opportunity to if he wanted to and if he decides that he hates it i'm not going to tell him i hate it and i i didn't do it because that would obviously frame how he's going to go into it yeah so like with the folklore dance you know if you say you can but i hate it and i would never yeah i would never do it then obviously he's not going to want to do it you know so i think that you should still you should present him with all the opportunities the same way that you had the opportunity to make a decision for yourself that it wasn't it for not. you yeah. yeah i don't think you should make that decision for him because he might then like start to build a sense of identity based on your disdain for something mm. and i don't think that that's fair
1: yeah so i guess uh i'll have to take him out to some of those events that i don't just see he might enjoy, start hopping but...
0: around and you're like oh <laughs> we got a little serbian folklore dancer in oh, our fam man.
1: yeah that's true it might just happen yeah we'll see <laughs> All right. I well, mean, I'm excited for him to grow up and what we'll do and what events we'll take him to and stuff. Yeah,
0: but. I think that's the thing too. Is that it doesn't, it doesn't always and shouldn't always be like drilled and like shoved down your throat that like this is your culture. You know, like I think that that especially with children, like you, they do need the opportunity to just explore and do what it is that they want to do. Just mm-hmm. like with anything else, um, and this is also like kind of on a similar thread, but not really, how I feel about, like, Hollywood and their depiction of Asians or how they cast Asians is, like, if there is an Asian person that's a lead or something, it's always about them being Asian, and that's why I loved, like, To All the Boys I've Loved Before so much is because she was just an Asian girl that had a crush and just had a very regular storyline, you know? I think it it's wasn't important.
1: focused on her being Asian. Yeah, like,
0: I think mm-hmm. it's really important to st- tell the stories of Asian people as it's tied to their race. Like, that's important, too. But it's also important to have stories where you're just, like, a normal kid, you know? Like, sometimes you just want to feel normal. You, want, you don't want to always have everything be tied to your race, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I feel like this is, like, a whole conversation in and of itself because I have tangents that I can go on because I'm thinking of so many other things. But... Yeah, like, I think that I don't think that we should be shoving down his throat constantly, like, what do you feel culturally? What do you want to do culturally Serbian, culturally Vietnamese, you know? Like, I think it's just Mm -hmm. activities are activities and, like, just providing him with all of the tools and all of the resources and opportunities and just allowing him to direct the conversation however he feels outside of our ego, outside of our own experiences with it, you know? Because now I'm realizing after we've had this conversation that we both have a lot of, baggage that we both need to work on when it comes to our Our own identity yeah our own identity and our own cultures Mm -hmm. and i don't want to project that onto him and i hope that we kind of get that more sorted (laughs) before he's like at an age where it's like these questions are really coming up but it's yeah like i said it's a lifelong battle and i just want to be sure that we're not we're just not making the decisions for him yeah that he has every right to come up with his own sense of self
1: his own little fusion yeah his, his own his own little chavapi bun me.
0: chavapi bun me. i also did that as a hashtag and nothing existed so i'm <laughs> like yo it's fine we actually made chavapi bun yeah, when my mom when our, came to when visit when our parents
1: met for the first time yeah
0: when my mom met your, your mom parents, yeah. yeah so yeah.
1: your mom came and then we were like let's make bun but then we we're like let's actually have my parents involved and then add chavapi and then put it as like the, the meat and it's like a chavapi It was so good. It was so, it was so so good. good. Yeah. If y'all don't know what a what a bun me is or a chavapi, just Google it. They're pretty traditional to each of our cultures, but basically yeah. we fused it together and it was the bombest thing ever. Yeah. It so, was amazing. Highly suggest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. Well I think this is a good place to end the pod. Um yeah, we had such an insightful conversation. I feel like it it went further than we've ever had it before. These podcasts always, I feel like push us because we have these conversations, but because we know that you guys want that good, good content then we push ourselves really hard to like dig deep. Yeah. To really dig deep. Um, So yeah, I mean, these podcasts are for you guys, but they're also for us, you know, to like take the time to think introspectively and retrospectively and I honestly feel like it, it's really helped us and it's actually really cool that we were able to do this as we're going on this journey mm-hmm. because we learn a lot about ourselves and each other through this process. But anyways, you can find us on Instagram at Needs and Deans. We really need to get our Instagram back and pop in. Um,
1: <laughs> is- we're in the midst of a move. We're in the midst of a few different things right now. But yeah,
0: but yeah, uh, got, yeah the IG content will be it. will be back back on point. Soon. Soon I promise. Um, but you can also follow us at your Needs, and that my IG is way more poppin'. Yeah. <laughs> I post on it a lot more than Needs and Deens But like I said, it will it will get back on track, I promise.
1: And you can follow me at Ons Day Off. And, and uh we'll
0: see you guys next week.
1: Stay tuned. Bye bye.
0: So this is uh Nuke Mommy signing out.
1: And this is Chavapi Poppy over and out.
0: You yeah, know so lame <laughs> <sighs>